Meet Dr. Frank King, the founder of King Bio, a local manufacturer of natural products since 1998 here in Asheville. For over 40 years, Dr. King has been helping people overcome chronic, recurring, and so-called incurable ailments while following simple, natural, and safe remedies and principles. Dr. King's full range of natural products can be found online at drkings.com or find select products at your local health food or drugstore, Earth Fair, CVS, and Walgreens. His book, The Healing Revolution, is available at drkings.com, Kindle, or Amazon.com. Welcome to The Healing Revolution. It's the Healing Revolution with Dr. Frank King. Welcome back to the show. And uh, Dr. King, it's always good to see you and learn more about the Healing Revolution. And that's kind of a new medicine, they they say. Huh? It is. It's, it is becoming the new medicine. Uh, the Healing Revolution is really all about we are learning to awaken the power to heal within us. We're realizing there's so much more within us. We, you know, we've always been under the deception that, oh, medicine's learned, you know, we pretty much know everything there is to know about the body. And we're just really, to be truthful and to be honest, we're just scratching the surface. There's so much to learn about what's going on in the body and the power to heal. And we're going to talk today, uh, going into, you know, we've been talking about the book, The Healing Revolution, and the eight essentials in general about how important these are. But the first essential we're going to tap into today, and it's about engaging the power of the human spirit. You know, the power of the human spirit is so amazing. And, you know, we're not getting religious or of any kind of a specific kind, uh, Benny Hinn or, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, but we're talking about some real substance, some documented cases that we're going to go into, you know, some uh, insights into how powerful, how much power we really have. And, you know, the amazing thing is we have so much more power than we've ever realized. And that's where we're going to help in this new medicine, how to engage the power of the human spirit and what it means from life, from life and death cases to even taking us to where we become, uh, we enjoy and love life more. We take our lives higher. Uh, we, uh, you know, not only overcoming those life and death cases, but taking the quality of our life to a much higher place where we can enjoy life much more. We can learn to love life in a greater way. We can learn to uh, just fall into some empowerment, empowerment. And we see this as what we call the empowerment generation, where we have the ability to, we have more empowerment over our quality of our life and our health than we have ever realized. And that's what we're going to be unfolding here for you to show you how you can live in as not so much a victim anymore, but as a victor in your life. Well, one thing that I want to make sure the audience knows about you, Dr. King, is that uh, you're not just read this stuff in a book somewhere. You uh, actually have practiced, and you you had a, a 40-year practice in, in the Northeast of, uh, of seeing how mm-hmm. people can in, 
gauge the power of the human spirit. These are real stories, and, and it's a real practice you've had. Yes, we've been uh, at this for over 40 years and doing what we hear now called integrative therapy, mm-hmm. uh, integrative medicine. Uh, we hear, you know, it was called holistic health care uh, back in the uh, Oh my, the seventies when <laughs> we were began this journey, and uh, it's so it's substance. And I wanted to wait until I had uh, at least forty years of experience to start sharing, you know, some of the substance of what we're talking about. And so we have the test of time and uh, in this, where and one of the things is uh, books that have been written. One of them is called spontaneous. Remissions, and these are documented medical cases of people that have overcome so-called incurable or terminal diseases. You know, they have been given the death sentence, if you will. They've been given, you know, oh, you have three months to live, or you have six months to live, or you have less than a year to live, and you know, this is something that is very horrible. You know, because there's documentations of every one of these diseases that are so-called terminal, they will kill you, you know, and that people have overcome in stage four plus cancers and so on. That, you know, they have all of a sudden they were sentenced to die, uh, go home, you know, get do your, your bucket list, and, yeah. get your, you know, all your paperwork in order, uh, spend time with your family and Terrible. Yeah. And I do want to share um, a little something with about Sam Schumann. And uh, Sam was uh, diagnosed with uh, – Sam was from Tennessee, and he was diagnosed uh, for with three months to live. Uh, and they said the medical scans had showed extensive uh, cancerous growths uh, in his uh, left lobe of his liver. And uh, and Sam really just wanted one very important thing to survive those three months that he was given, you know, until Christmas to spend the holidays with his family, with his uh, lovely little girls. And uh, and so it came that Sam, you know, had a very meaningful you know Christmas time with his family Uh but then they actually readmitted Sam on New Year's Day back to the hospital. And within 24 hours, Sam Schumann was dead. And so this is, um, you know, what's strange about this story is when Sam had passed on, the autopsy was done. And he only had a very minor, minor uh, spot on his liver, and it was a botched test. But yet the doctors believed it, and when the doctor gave Sam the death sentence, if you would, you know, obviously Sam believed it. Right. And and what has happened is, you know, Sam's five, we talk about these five creative forces that are within us. This is the new book that I'll be releasing in uh, the last quarter of this year. And Sam's will was set around this death sentence, three months to live. So he had his will programmed for that. He wanted to make it through Christmas, and all his will was focused on that. That's one of the five creative forces. The next one was the emotions. He had his all his emotions centered around that, spending it with his wife and young children. Uh, then he had a vision 
Okay, his vision was set, the third creative force, and that was set for three months. Okay, then his belief systems, he believed he was going to spend that quality Christmas time, you know, with his family, and that belief system was set for that. And he and then the fifth one, his personal identity was all centered around, okay, three months quality time with my family for Christmas. I've made my goals. I've set everything. And all his five creative forces were all centered around that for that those three months. When in fact Christmas. he did not have a fatal disease. Exactly. And so, you know, that is one aspect here of what we're talking about yeah. of how powerful the powers within us, how powerful they are. And now we can turn that around and let's look at those spontaneous remissions. You know, people that have overcome because they had their will, their emotions, their vision, their beliefs, and their personal identity, these five creative forces, all centered around overcoming the problem. All of a sudden, what do you see? A whole different outcome. You see an outcome where all of a sudden now people have beat the odds. They have actually overcome the so-called terminal illness, the death sentence, if you will. And we go back, and I remember in the early 70s in undergraduate school, and one of my favorite classes was cultural anthropology, and a great teacher. And uh, this teacher taught about different lifestyles of people around the world, where back then it was only a third of the population of the world was sleeping in beds. <laughs> you didn't know that. I thought, well, really? Yeah, me too. And, and but we talked and saw that most of the primitive tribes, you know, they had deep roots in history of the world. And most of them had a, like a shaman or a shaman-like person, medicine man, that when they had a problem with somebody that they could not fix, and this is something we shared in one of the past shows, that he had, and when the last resort, he had what we called the death stick. And the death stick, even it was all everyone knew, when he put the death stick and shook it at somebody, they had three days to live. And guess what? It, it came true, huh? Yes. It really? did. And, and so this is when you had somebody that was a real problem, was injuring or killing other people. Mm-hmm. There was a real problem in their society. The shaman, the, the medicine man, had the death stick to pull out. And that's the death sentence, in a sense. And they believed it so much. They seen it. Who knows? They might have created the, the you know, subtly the, the result so that people have seen it before. And so they had it truly in their five creative forces of seeing this manifest in the past. They knew if they had it shook to them, that was it. Right back to Sam. Right back to Sam, who had the bad diagnosis. Yes. And false mis- misdiagnosis. Yeah. And it's, led, yeah, but it, uh, yes, exactly. And so, but, you know, we think, oh, these are just sad stories, man. What are you giving us all this downer stuff? <laughs> and because we can turn that around, it works the other way. Yeah. And so the, in those spontaneous remission cases that are all documented medical cases, there's, and there's not one 
so-called incurable disease that someone didn't overcome. And how did they overcome it? When you read these stories, when you read these documented medical texts of, of cases, you see they you know, somehow engaged one or more of these five creative forces in such a way that overcame the belief system of the doctor saying, you have six months to live or whatever time they, they gave to it. So that's how powerful the five creative forces are to for the negative as well as going to the positive. And we want to turn these five creative forces into the positive, into the empowerment. What we call this is this will be the age of empowerment with this book, How to Awaken Your Five Creative Forces, is all about engaging our first of the eight essentials of empowering the human spirit. Because there is so much power there, we are just now really continue, you know, learning more about and beginning to say we need to apply they used to say, oh, this is some sort of, uh, you know, you know, just not just towards diagnosing the negative, but we can apply this now to, you know, creating our future, to creating the dynamics and how much power we really do have laying dormant within us as we learn to apply the five creative forces, you know, to the will. If you don't have the will, you won't find the way. You know, if you don't get the, those emotions, we talk about emotions and think of them as just negative, but we can start applying the power of the positive emotions, the power of love, the power of joy, the power of peace, the power of passion. You know, we start engaging the, the positive emotions. You know, and that really is like light. It destroys the negative emotions. You know, how do you get rid of light? You turn or get rid of darkness. You go into a room and it's dark. How do you get rid of it? You turn on the light and the light dispels the darkness. Just as the positive emotions or positive of any of these five creative forces will dispel the negative of these forces. That's how you do it. And that's the exciting part about the healing revolution and about engaging, you know, and tapping in to, in a systematic way, 40 years of engaging the power of the uh, human spirit. That's what we're going to begin sharing. And we will see that all of a sudden, wow, we're not in the age of entitlement anymore. (laughs) That doesn't work. We're in the age of empowerment. One of the uh, cliches that I've heard you use many times, Dr. King, kind of applies here, is that your attitude determines your altitude. Tell us a story about how the airplane is affected by the position of the nose of that airplane. You know, Randy, just as you begin to understand the dynamics, uh, you know, the aerodynamics, if you will, and you begin to see the principles of aerodynamics, you know, what was it with the Wright brothers? Oh, if man was meant to fly, you'd have wings. You know, we, we, we put so much self-limiting factors into our lives. You know, but all of a sudden, but the Wright brothers didn't buy into that. They said, no, we, is, we can fly. And that was a crazy thought at the time. You know, they thought they were cuckoo. You know, those guys down in North Carolina, man, they're just crazy. Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, <laughs> stood where they took off for the first flight. It's yes. amazing. Yeah, and, you know, and they were just laughed at and yes. ridiculed. And uh, so they, you know, 
when you look and start discovering some new principles, and that's what we're talking about, we're learning the principles of life and how powerful the principles of life are within us. That's the new medicine. That's part of the new medicine. And as you'll read in this new book coming out, the five, how to awaken your five creative forces to work for you so they're not working against you. So many of our forces can be working against us. We can have that negative attitude. You know, that's bringing us down. But when you understand, so comparing that to the law of aerodynamics, when the storms come and the nose of the plane is up, you're going to ascend above it. Okay. If the nose of the plane is down and those storms are coming against that plane and the rule of aerodynamics, you're going to go downward into a tailspin and crash and burn. You know, the same is true in life with your attitude. You know, if you keep your eyes up, you keep your nose up, you keep your vision up, you keep your belief systems positive, you you keep your vision on the mark of where you're going, you keep your emotions steady and strong, you keep your will engaged, then all of a sudden... And this is what we teach, you know, how to do these things in the book. And so now all of a sudden we can ascend above the storms of life. We can ascend above these things that come against us and overcome them. And that is that's the age of empowerment. That's where we're learning to awaken these forces within us. Luke Skywalker didn't get it the first time, did he? You know, and uh, he says, I can't do it. <laughs> you know, and but, you know, as he kept working on it, just think if he had all five creative forces and not just the one, you know, in we that's what we have the ability to do now. And so it's really quite amazing. It's really quite simple. But, you know, this is what we're going to talk about and want to go into some a personal case study uh, that we have documented uh, that really tells the story very well. So these uh, example, uh, this example comes from uh, when you were practicing many years ago. This is yeah, a case right out of our books. Okay, uh, names have been changed, of course. Okay, and uh, you know, since I want to begin with this, really, we call her the sweet sister Sarah. And the sweet sister Sarah, she had a, a, a her other sister we called, uh, you know, the belligerent bitch Bonnie, if I will. And in these, I want to talk about, you know, we started with treating sweet sister Sarah, who was a really sweetheart. You just loved her when you saw her. But yet she, you know, both the sisters were in their mid-40s. Okay. Uh, and I believe uh, sister, sweet sister Sarah was the younger of the two. And but they both, you know, she had they had a very uh, dominant, uh, you know, father and a very submissive, backward, meek mother. And the dominant father was physically and verbally abusive to Mm. both both uh, his daughters. And uh, in this mother was so submissive and so frail and so weak and meek that she didn't do ever do anything about it. So what happened here now, we get sweet sister Sarah coming to our office. This was in the early 80s, uh, 1980s. And she, has her, and she had severe arthritis already. 
in, in her early to mid yeah throughout her body yeah. you know her hands were showing deformities her hips her back and uh, other joints were all inflamed and swollen and you know so so we began to explore and do some natural things uh, we found I always go to you know what's going on really inside. What happened? And I got the sweet sister, Sarah, to begin sharing some of the issues that she had, you know, growing up with both parents, Mm -hmm. a father that abused and a mother that didn't do anything about it. That was uh, and so there was anger we found, but it was so suppressed. It was what we call internalized anger. And you would have never known she was an angry person because she was always so sweet but she just found like she took that sweetness from her passive mother and she became passive like her mother and was you know and just internalized the anger wouldn't let the anger come out wouldn't let this anger and it internalized and became something where this an immobilizing effect upon her this anger uh where she you know her mother could never take a stand on something you know, for her. And she became like that. And when you do, we can't take a stand. You know, you lose what your framework, don't you? You can't take a strong stand on something. Her, 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 her bones became weak. Her bones became susceptible. Her bones became arthritic and, you know, inflamed and arthritic. And that was what was going on with sweet sister Sarah. And so about a tre- an hour or excuse me, a year of treatment with Sarah and she was really remarkably transformed. She was exercising and she was active and her joints inflammation had cleared up and it did. We did two things back then. We had first worked with her to learn how to forgive. And I, I said, you know, can you say, Sarah, and we do a muscle test, and she tested strong with an arm. And I say, Sarah, I want you to say, I forgive my father for what he did to me. And Sarah says, oh, doctor, I, I don't know if I can even say those words. And, you know, and I said, well, just say them to yourself and just nod when you say them to yourself. And she had nod, and I test her again, and she went immediately flaccid, weak in her arm. And she went, oh, my, what is that doing to me? What does that mean? And I started to explain how the lack of, there's lack of forgiveness here. And the forgiveness is a very empowering thing. And, uh, you know, at that point, she says, my father's very elderly and doesn't have much longer to live. And I said, that's okay. I want you to start just be able to say it to yourself. And, and by the third visit, she was able to say out loud, Father, I, I do forgive you for all that you've done to me. And and when she did, she would go really weak. And what we did at that point, we did this temporal tapping that opens up suggestions to people, positive suggestions. You can't make somebody do something against their will. But And then I'd thump along her spine while she was saying positive affirmations to program it deep into her nervous system to say, it's this forgiveness, that, Father, I do forgive you. For all you've done to me. And I'd even have her go into whatever she wanted to say out loud. And then if she wanted to say anything silently. And we went through this every visit. And just for about five minutes did this type of therapy that really programmed it deep into her being, into her whole 
control system of her body. And all of a sudden, she started coming to life. She went from this very frail, emotionless face and body, you know, kind of hunched over, you know, to somebody that started to see her face come to life, see some, you know, this emotions come, positive emotions start to come out of her for the first time. She was so oppressed that you know she had no real expression of of happiness no expression of love of of joy of anything exciting and positive she was just going along making through the motions of life uh and so all of a sudden this came out and even some some anger started to come out of her you know she, you know I'm pissed. Father, I'm pissed at you, you know, for right. the first time. Right. And then we got on to mother. Mother, I'm really upset with you. You never did anything about this. And I ended up like you, you know, never in letting people just mow over me, letting people take, you know, be controlling over me. And so she started coming back like a little bit of a fieriness come into sweet sister Sarah. And, you know, and that was a really beautiful thing. And then over a year, we she just transformed and come to such life that uh, all of a sudden I started to hear more about her, the belligerent bitch. That's body. what I want to hear. Yeah, you've, this story is riveting, folks, and I want to hear about the sister now when we come back after the break, okay? That's great. All righty. You're listening to The Healing Revolution with Dr. Frank King. Dr. King's flagship farm is now open for tours. Located in Leicester, North Carolina, 15 minutes from downtown Asheville, Dr. King's tour promotes soil to sustenance. Visitors enjoy breathtaking views of the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains with a variety of animals, including bison, African Watusi, elk, camels, deer, and yak. Feed milking camels and see rare white bison and marvel at the largest horned cattle in the world, the African Watusi. To make your reservations or for questions, please visit carolinabison.com. This is The Healing Revolution with Dr. Frank King. We're back in The Healing Revolution with Dr. Frank King and uh, Dr. King learning about, well, actually you brought with you a, a case study from your practice of over 40 years um, uh, and, and it's very interesting how how that turned out. So uh, help us out with the other sister. There were two yes. sisters. Yeah. Yeah. So as we, you know, Bonnie made this connection then of not being able to take this stand in life like her mother did, couldn't. And but as she began to learn to uh, forgive both the mother and the you know, father and the mother, and she began to all of a sudden break free from that pattern of not being able to take a stand and that not being able to take a stand what is that it affects her skeletal system you see and that in in now that she you know and what that led to was inflammation in her bones okay that this led is this sweet is sweet sister sarah, sarah yeah, yeah that led to that arthritis yeah. that was taking her down right and so as she started to learn to take a stand okay all of a sudden that awoken something in this mind body connection 
Okay, and it awoke in something in Sweet Sister Sarah where she started to take a stand. She started to stand up for herself for the first time, and she learned through saying, I forgive you, you know, both to the father who abused her and the mother that allowed it to happen, and I love you. So there was something about both being able to, you know, forgive, okay, that was Good for not only the parents to hear, but it was even better for sweet sister Sarah to for that forgiveness kind of launched that whole negative thing to let go of it, not hold on to it anymore. And then that and that's what forgiveness does. And then to add on top of that, mother and mom and dad, I love you. I just want to let you know I love you. And that not only just transformed, helped with the parents, but again, more so with sweet sister Sarah. And she started to get a little feisty, too, you know, (laughs) and she got some spunk back into her weak bones. And, you know, she and is taking that stand, brought that strength back to her bones and brought a healing manifestation. Now, we were doing lots of things, you know, helping with her go walk, gauging the power of the human spirit was one of the foundational things. And then we did some nutrition and some homeopathic remedies to deal with what we call internalized anger. There are specific specific remedies that sweet sister Sarah was taking that had kind of helped her transform as well and to deal with this along with the forgiveness and the love and exercising that every day, you know, even sometimes multiple times a day, sweet sister Sarah in her prayers and in her meditations, and she was exercising this for herself and then expressing it where she can and where she felt appropriate with her parents. And that so much transformed her that all of a sudden, sweet sister Sarah gave me a warning. She says, I'm going to, my sister's coming in. And I, and I just want to let you know about my sister, Bonnie. And uh, and we call her the belligerent, belligerent bitch, Bonnie. And the reason those names come before Bonnie is because you'll see more of that than you'll see Bonnie. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I said, and she started to tell me that she's the opposite of me. And, you know, really? and, but yet she's seen so much transformation take place in me. She was now willing to come in and she's. Never liked any doctors ever, you know. She no no doctor has been able to help her, you know, with, her, with this anger. And you know, and her anger was really something that's being expressed verbally. And in homeopathy, there's a whole lot of what we call rubrics or or connections where certain homeopathic remedies help with verbal, you know, abusiveness. You know, where they just cuss and swear and I can't say all the words that Bonnie expressed to me and, you know, know, when we met. But um, I want to share now the the next kind of opposite ends of the spectrum of how the same type of abusiveness and issues with with the family and the parents led to, you know, from sweet, you know, an internalized anger with sweet sister Sarah and a verbally expressive anger that came out of the belligerent B. Bonnie and uh, and share how that how what happened in these cases. And so when Bonnie came in, you know, and I walked, opened the door to meet her and 
in the treatment room and and held it smiled and held my hand out and said I'm Dr. King and you know and she says you're an effing chiropractor what the hell can you do for me uh-oh and uh and you know well, and I wow. said, well, let's effing see. <laughs> oh, it would have been a fly on yeah, the wall there. Yeah, uh, I had a little history ready. Okay, I was, it did take me by too much of a surprise. And and we began to, you know, look and doing the muscle testing has always kind of been an amazing thing. It's kind of like a modern, a, a more... Uh, a more expressive form of the polygraph test, if you will. The polygraph test tests skin, skin galvanic responses. And it tests, you know, and, and, but yet the muscle is much more intensely innervated with nerves, and it's much more responsive than the skin, you know, with a quicker, more dynamic, more, more empowered, if you would, response with a, a bigger cable coming in from through the nervous system, if you would, with a lot more information in it. And so in that big nerves coming into the muscles, you get a bigger response. And that bigger response, so I have her hold out an arm, and it was very strong. Bonnie was, belligerent B. Bonnie, was very strong woman. And, you know, she was aggressive. She was intense. And, uh, and, and you know, I learned to listen to a lot of cussing <laughs> with, with Bonnie. And, and so, but I tested her strong. Yeah, okay. And then I said, Bonnie, I want you to just let's try something here. I want you to just to say, uh, how about... You know, I love life. What the hell do you want me to say that for? I said, well, let's just see if you do. You know, would you like to, you know, well, all right, I love life. And she'd go weak, you know. I'd say, okay, let's say, how about I love, I love my father. Hell, doctor, I can't even say that, you know. And how about I love my mother? Mm. How about if I just say I like my mother? Okay, let's try that. She went weak. <laughs> you know, oh and you know, we know we had some work to do here. Right. And there's I knew the connection from working with Sarah. Right. That, you know, we had, you know, some of the same roots but a whole different way this was expressed. And so we worked with Bonnie and 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 finally got her to start saying some positive affirmations with this tapping in the temporals that we did and the thumping on the spine. Why she says positive affirmations that helped really kind of program into the nervous system, if you would, you know, you know, where all of a sudden we were saying, you know, I like my mom and she'd stay strong. Eventually, I got her to say, I love my mom. And it took a while, but she will eventually stay strong doing this. This is over, you know, maybe six or seven visits. And that, those six or seven visits were maybe in about two or three weeks period of time. And it took that work, you know, 10, 15 minutes of this tapping. And I'd have her say these affirmations as much as she could in between visits as well. And But as we program those aff- positive affirmations into her, all of a sudden she's able to say, I forgive my mom for never standing up for us. And if she got that working, okay, over time, but she could, we couldn't get her to even say, I forgive my dad. And it took three or four weeks before I could eat and seeing her two, three times a week. 
you know, really putting some aggressive therapy here into this to where she eventually she would say, oh, OK, I, I like my dad. And if she would go weak, but then we work on it before we know it, she's saying she would stay strong with I like my dad. Then I'd say, OK, I want you to say I love my dad. Hell, doctor, I can't do that. No, no, forget that. The blah, anger blah, would blah, come blah, blah. back. Yeah. yeah. And, but eventually I got her to at least say it to herself. Mm-hmm. She'd go weak. And I, we'd do the tapping and the thumping and the positive affirmations while we're doing that. And all of a sudden, I like my dad, and she'd stay strong. And she'd see that. And she'd go, wow, this stuff, she had another word for it, works. <laughs> you know? And she went, holy Stuff. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. Right, right. You know, when she see that it worked and, it, you know, and she stayed strong with that. She couldn't even say the words. Now she can say the words and she'd go weak. And then now she can say the words and she stays strong. And she saw it herself. And she see it. Yeah. Seeing immediately. And so this was really great feedback. And she started to get into it from being. This is bull stuff to this is holy stuff, you know, uh, and, you know, changing the words a little bit here. Yeah. And this was how she began to transform engaging the power of the human spirit to turn that negative thing, even though she's in her mid 40s now, those negative things in the past still continue to haunt her and hurt her. And then we started to begin to take away that hurt, take away that repetitive negative that continued to stir inside of them. One of them causing sweet Sarah to have this arthritis, crippling arthritis, because she couldn't take the stand, right? To Bonnie, who, see, Sarah was getting wrecked internally. Okay, Bonnie was getting wrecked Externally, she could never. She had mid forties, and she's never had a serious relationship because that wall was up. She's ne- oh yeah. well, you just you spend a little time with Bonnie. You say, <laughs> "I think, uh, yeah, thank you very much. Uh, I'll see you later." Uh, and you know, it wasn't somebody. I mean, she was so verbally abusive herself. Yeah, that her verbal anger brought out some ugly words that you know, not but anyone would had the framework in the thickness of skin to stick around. Right, right. So we now are starting to get Bonnie's. You know, actually, Bonnie responded probably five times faster than Sarah. Really? Because she was already expressing it. That's true. And now when she started turning that expression from the negative, ugly, to the positive, you know, she began to, she got, she got results much faster. And so inside of a month, we saw huge breakthroughs in you know, what was the belligerent B. Bonnie into somebody that was starting to you know, spark, has some light in her eyes, some friendly, some smile for the first time, and, and some beginning to change her word patterns from negative, cussing, <laughs> downplaying, derogatory words that she would use. I mean, nobody, she had no friends, really. No friends that could stick. Even the roughest and toughest of people, it didn't stick with Bonnie very long because of that. Now her words were changing. Her expressions in her face was changing. Now she's smiling in the mirror for the first time. 
for a long time. I believe she lifted the nose of her airplane up, don't you? She's starting to experience some aerodynamics of life, you know, within her. And seeing those dynamics transform her and begin to see, now she's able to say things like, I can forgive, Dad. I forgive you for all the stuff, blah, 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 blah. She, you know, she still have some expressive words about it. And, and then eventually she was going to say, you know, not only can she, mom, I, you know, I love you, but dad and dad for all that stuff, which was a different word, <laughs> you know, that you did to me. And she began to, you know, have a real, where she can not just say the words, I love you. And I forgive you. But now she was beginning to say those words, I love you, and I forgive you, with true feeling, with a true, where she was engaging her will about that, those words, where she really was willful about those words, where she was really expressive, expressing her emotions with those words, I love you. Dad, I really do love you and forgive you. And she started to, you know, where she believed it. And, and it became a part of her, of her identity where all that pent up anger that was creating this verbal abusive world, it's, you know, expression that she had into she was able to let go of that and turn that into positive. And it just kind of melted her. Now, by the time I was working with uh, Bonnie on this, her father had passed away. And she would say, why do I need to do this? And more expressive words, oh, he's dead. <laughs> and, and I said, it doesn't, it's what's going on inside you that counts. And who knows what he can hear. So, uh, you know, but you need, you do this for you. And so she's all right. And so kind of resistant. But we saw where that transformed Bonnie. And a trans, and she saw again. What really drove her to even come to me was what she saw her sister go through. You know, when you saw overcoming arthritis like that, you know, and you know, and the change in her life and her face and her what's going on, you know, that. So Bonnie was an easier case, maybe because she saw what happened to Sarah, but also because she was more expressive. And the, and the expressive people can usually do things much faster and more intensely than the oppressive that Sarah had. That makes sense. So, so this was a beautiful kind of see how both ends of the spectrum of people can really be transformed by engaging the power of the human spirit. And when I say the human spirit, I, I'm not just trying to say, oh, you have to have a certain religion to do this or anything like that. You know, these are the nuts and bolts of what makes up our spirit, our creative spirit. We talked in the past about how we are creative beings, right? Humans, look at all the things we create on the outside of us, all the buildings and homes and cars and roads and, you know, computers and radios stations. You know, we have all this creative ability we're putting towards the outside of us, but the healing revolution is about turning that creative empowerment to the inside of us, where we can heal, where we can become whole, we can become empowered to live the quality of life that we have the ability to live. And we're starting to understand that ability. We're that understand that empowerment so that we can truly become the and, and live the quality of life. And, and the quality of life will lead us into a much higher quality of health.
So Bonnie obviously had some liver issues from the anger. She's had, you know, some digestive issues. She was very bitter. She was very, uh, she belched a lot. <laughs> you know, so really? we added yeah. Bonnie you know, to all the bees that described Bonnie in the past. Belching was one of them. Okay, she'd rip one, and uh, <laughs> you know, and just cuss right behind it. And but now Bonnie began to change that her digestive system with again treating the whole person. We were working naturally with some herbs, homeopathics that really helped heal her liver. Uh, you know, she really stopped drinking you know, uh, as well in the process and really began to see that transformation in her from that bitter, belligerent bee of Bonnie that was belching and, and, uh, and, and yeah, so, you know, this verbal anger to becoming, you know, more a balanced human being. And it took her t- Sometimes she would just cuss, but, you know, in some of her cuss words, as this went through, went from being ugly, negative, intense, hateful words to her cuss words didn't sound so hateful, you know, anymore. Yeah. You know, and she cussed a whole lot less, probably cut her cussing down by two thirds. But she just. You know, just those were words that were just old habits, but they didn't have the meanness in them. They didn't have the ugly darkness of those cuss words. It was more of a, you know, didn't it didn't cause your you to shriek. <laughs> you know, it, it, and and that, those were the changes in her facial expressions were so much more pleasant. You know, Bonnie could stare, you know, daggers, you know, and now she, you know became more pleasant. There was light in her eyes. There was a smile in her face. There was an upliftingness rather than just an intense negative. And so Bonnie turned positive. And uh, in, in so and in this process of watching all this, guess who else changed? And I never saw this person as a patient. But her father passed away in the process of during this time. But her mother her mother oh. and we and the sisters began to start sharing, you know, how the mother became started coming out of her shell. Really, and started becoming, you know, taking a stand and and went from this frail, bitter uh, woman, you know, that was, uh, you know, to somebody that you know all of a sudden she came back to life and started to see more life in mother. And the, and the daughters and the mother actually reconciled in many, many ways and be, all became friends in a, in a much more joyful, happy, loving relationship. And so that was uh, a really beautiful thing to see. And that's the healing revolution, Randy, in action. Yeah, that's a that's a fascinating story, doctor. That is a fascinating story how siblings treated the same way, grown up the same conditions. They each handled it differently, and thus you handled it differently to help them with that problem. We addressed what was going on inside of them and help awaken those healing powers that are laying dormant and resident in those five, you know, those creative forces laying dormant within us. How we can truly, there is nothing that I can find on planet Earth in my 40 plus years of doing this that can't be overcome. 
It's The Healing Revolution with Dr. Frank King and today's topic, Empowering the Human Spirit. And we'll be back right after this message and wrap up today's show. Dr. King's Natural Medicine features over 150 products specially formulated for everything that ails you. From allergies, memory loss and fatigue, to sports performance and sexual health, Dr. King's Natural Medicine has been providing safe, natural medicines for the entire family for more than 25 years. Dr. King's products have no known harmful side effects, no known negative drug interactions, and no known contraindications. Dr. King's natural medicine products include oral sprays, topical oils, and topical creams. Visit kingbio.com for Dr. King's full line of healing products. This is The Healing Revolution with Dr. Frank King. It's The Healing Revolution with Dr. Frank King and the topic today, empowering the power of the human spirit and what an illustration with Betty and and or Bonnie and mm-hmm. Sarah, yeah, I yeah, mean, that that tells it all right there. Yeah, two extreme cases. How it, you know, but yet it was the same dynamic that in family that created uh, these both of these to manifest within Sarah and Bonnie in how they're healing. And back then we were using primarily, you know, talking about love and forgiveness, and how they were able to start with some forgiveness and maybe learn to like them. And then eventually learn to love them and how this love, the power of love and what it can truly do and uh, and the power of forgiveness, you know, this dispels these things that were destroying both of their lives. Sarah, it was destroying because she internalized it, it was destroying her internally. And with Bonnie, she was expressing it, and it was destroying Bonnie externally, where Bonnie never had any relationships. And through the healing of all this, again, how it did even affect the mother, who I never did see as a patient, but they told me the transformations of just their relationship. Because Sarah was healed and Bonnie was healed, they were passing that healing power empowerment into their mother. And their mother was actually healed without ever seeing her, just passing that on. And that's what the healing revolution is really all about. Passing this in healing empowerment is catchy. It's contagious. You know, it's more contagious when you apply it than there is, you know, a contagious disease. You know, so I want to encourage everybody, you know, about how they can begin to you know, pay the healing revolution forward, how they can play it forward. And that is, uh, you know, gosh, you know, Bonnie, the belligerent, bitter bitch Bonnie, you know, turned in and all those other bees went away. <laughs> and uh, she became a, a nice, friendly person, somebody that was uplifting you know, and it'd be, she just turned that intensity of negativity was turned into an intensity of positivity. And that positivity, you know, eventually attracted, 
you know, a good, solid, sound, loving man into her life for the first time in the mid or mid forties. Amazing. Yeah, and uh, we saw that you know Sarah's family that was kind of modeling kind of how her mother was turned around too, and it built stronger relationship with her children stronger relationship with her husband and then we saw a transformation go into Sarah's family that she had as well so it affects you know it's very effective it's very contagious in a good way and so that is the healing revolution and when you again this grew it started with things like just love and forgiveness but we learned through the years what would the five creative forces really were and just to say them real quick if you hold your hand up your little finger it's your will you take your ring finger uh, that's your emotions that's your love your peace your joy you know your middle finger the longest finger is your vision for life getting a vision you don't want to have the vision that sam had you know just to make it through christmas you know and and then give up the ghost you know then the belief the pointing finger points your way in life is your belief systems and we all have belief systems you know to you know you know we can you know there's teams that believe they can there's people that believe they can't and guess what they're both right. <laughs> you know, so we need to set our belief systems in the right way. And then a thumb is really where it pulls it all together. It makes us unique as human beings. That's our personal identity. And that's our self-image that we're carrying. And where, how we're carrying that self-image is what happens. You know, we're not human doings. It's not just doing more. It's being more. And so we learn how to be. And that won't burn you out. And we'll talk more about being a human being in the healing revolution. Thank you, Dr. King. Don't forget, you can communicate with Dr. King at THR. The healing stands for the healing revolution, but the email address is THR at kingbio.com. And you can ask uh, Dr. King a question there, and we just might answer that on the air next week when you come back and join us for another healing revolution with Dr. Frank King. As an author, lecturer, and whole health practitioner, Dr. King has a passion for natural health and empowering people to reach optimal health and wellness. Dr. King's 40-year career as a natural healer is all about equipping you and your healing revolution. Go to drkings.com to take free personalized health appraisals, including his whole person appraisal and candida test. You know your body best, so take back your health and awaken your healing power within. Learn more about the healing revolution by visiting drkings.com, where you can sign up for Dr. King's free newsletter or email a question about your health to Dr. King at thr at kingbio.com. Com and join the healing revolution. You say you want a revolution.